Radio. Top tips for building emotional virtue. An interview with Sarah Swafford. I'm joined today by Sarah Swafford from the United States, and she's the founder of Emotional Virtue Ministries. So thank you for joining me, Sarah. Yeah, thank you for having me. It's great to be here in Australia. Not a problem. So the first thing I want to ask you about is that you were, uh, for about three years, you were what you describe as a college mum in a dorm, oh, sorry, a dorm mum, rather, uh, in a dormitory in a college in the United States, looking after 142 young women Mm -hmm. um, who were at the college. Now, not many people have this much experience. um, (laughs) And I guess I would just ask you firstly, what did you learn from this in particular about relationships? And how did that inspire you to do the work that you're doing now? Yeah, it's a great question. So a lot of people ask me, like, how did you get into all of this? Or how did you start your ministry? And um, it did very much so start right there in the dorms. And one of the things that was really beautiful about being in the dorms was I was newly married. And I had I already had two little boys under the age of two. So I was like a new new mom, newly married, but yet I was still, you know, 24, 25 years old. So I wasn't so far away from college that I couldn't remember what it was like to go through it. So I had the eyes for, oh my gosh, I know exactly what they're going through, you know, all the the insecurities and the pressure and just the pressure to date or even the pressure, you know, to be perfect or to be what the, what the, the culture or society says you have to be, you know, successful and all of that. But on top of that, um, it was right in the middle of Facebook coming out, Twitter coming out, um, texting becoming just kind of like the means of communication, you know, with one another, but also in relationships. And so... I remember sitting in the dorms and even just having conversations with my husband saying, I think this is really going to change the way people date and the way people interact with one another. Um, And I'm not saying I'm a prophet, but it really did. It changed the way that people communicate. And so what happened kind of um, not by any, you know, it wasn't even me thinking, oh, we should do this and this and this. It was more just me loving on these women and, and, and then the men and trying to figure out how do we get through this and how do we have good, awesome, you know, healthy relationships in the midst of all these new changing uh, technologies and whatnot, because they're not bad and phones aren't going away. And, um, you know, I always tell people your emotions and passions, they happen to you. They're neutral. It's what you do with them that counts. So phones are neutral. They can be used for good or for harm. You know, like social media is neutral. It can be used for good or for harm, you know, and you have the choice. And you and, and that's why I always say, you know, like, don't let your emotions and your passions control you. You get to harness and train them. Don't let your phone or social media control you. You get to use those tools to build up, you know, relationships, to build up the kingdom, to build up yourself. It all comes down to being aware of how you're affected by it, but also being aware of the power that you have to be able to look into situations and say like, oh, like, this is the virtuous thing to do. This is the way I want to play this. This is the way this needs to go. Instead of just letting it all, quote unquote, happen. Um, and that's where a lot of, I think, relationships, you know, it can it can turn south really fast. So, mm-hmm. What would you say your top tips should be for young men and women who are looking uh, into relationships and looking to build that emotional virtue that you speak mm-hmm. about? That's good. Top tips. Um, well, emotional virtue is very hard. I mean, that's one of the things that when I wrote my book, um, it's actually called Emotional Virtue, and the subtitle is A Guide to Drama-Free Relationships because, I mean, I wasn't even trying to be funny, but it, it's true. Like, how do you get your relationships to be as drama-free as they can? You're probably not going to eliminate all drama from your life, but how can you, you know, not not create it, but try to, you know, eliminate it, try to get it kind of... Uh, 
minimized. That's the word I'm looking for. How do I minimize drama in my life? And um, it's one of those beasts that can be fed or it can be tamed. So I think my, my tips and, you know, tips and tricks or tips and tools that I would give people, especially um, that junior, or, you know, junior high or, you know, 13 to 16, that 16 to 18, that, you know, maybe you just got your phone for the first time, things like that. Um, or even like the university student who has maybe had their phone for a long time. Um, I actually just talked about it, you know, with a lot of the college students that were here today is just really understanding the power you have to either build up or to tear down. Not only people, you know, women building up and tearing down other women, men building up and tearing down other men, but the power you have to build up or tear, tear down the opposite sex. And and I think it's very hard because with phones and with social media, you know, I do a lot of counseling, unfortunately, with um, young people who have been bullied or um, even people who have, have been, you know, exposed, um, you know, sexually or sensually just with, you know, different texts or social media And so I think that what happens is a lot of times is they don't know the power that they have and they don't know like that they can use that to help or to hurt people. But people are being really hurt by things that are said on social media. People are really being hurt by text messages that are sent. Um, I'm just really fearful that people don't know the power that they have. So I think that, that for, you know, tools and stuff that they can use is to really see their phone and social media as a way to build others up and to, you know, to be friends, to meet friends, to communicate with people. It's great, but you will never replace face-to-face communication. You will never replace being present with people and being available to people in person. And I think um, my generation, the generation below us, is really struggling with it because I think that they are really, it's kind of easy for texting and social media to be a crutch and it's, it's easy to hide behind. And I don't blame them for wanting to do that because it's much easier to text or to, you know, to social media connect. But um, I think my challenge is, is to really get out there and meet people face to face and to see um, just how rich those relationships can be. It's not that, you know, being on social media or being texting is bad. It's just like, don't forget the richness of being in person as well. Mm-hmm. So you speak a lot about striving um, with, of course, you're talking about virtue and you speak a lot about striving there. And I find that not just with relationships, a lot of different things such as marriage, um, our generation, generations below us, um, I guess, do have a sense of despair Mm. um, about relationships, about marriage and about a lot of different things, specifically here about relationships um, that that they're quite wounded Mm -hmm. um, and they see that is not possible, the ideal that you give as not possible. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they try and settle for something less. Mm-hmm. I guess you could give your own reflection on that perhaps. And also, um, if you don't mind, what's advice you would give to, to those people who are despairing of the yeah. ideal that you present there? Amen. I think that, um, I think I'd be leery, like you said, of trying to build up an ideal. I think there is no ideal. So for me, that's why I emphasize so much striving. Um, my two hashtags that I love are surrender and striving. And the reason why I love those is it's very easy. Um, and I've actually had to learn this in my own life with my spiritual director is Americans, especially. And I think Australians probably struggle with this too, is it's about like being great, being excellent. Like these are, you know, virtue, you know, values, success. Like these are all great things. These are all good things. Um, hashtag striving. Like it, it's good to strive to be better, you know? And, you know, it's, it, I love Scott Hahn always says, you know, God loves you just the way you are, but too much to leave you there. Like, it's like, I like God loves us just the way we are, but it's not like we just stop and just like, okay, great, good. We're done. You know, it's like, no, like we want to continue to grow closer to him to get better. But the hashtag surrender is very interesting because what it says is, 
it's not surrendering in defeat, but it's, it's surrendering in victory. And what it means is in my own life, I've had, like you said, to really reflect on this is you're running a race, you're striving, you know, for greatness, for virtue, for holiness. Like it's all wonderful, but at some point you're going to wave the white flag of surrender. And that surrender is to our Lord. And it's saying, I'm not perfect. It's saying there is no ideal on this earth. Like this world is not, we're not made for this world. So it's, it's surrendering and saying, Lord, I trust you and I hand over my life completely to you. And I want you to be the King and Lord of my heart, my life, my everything. And in that, my striving is to give you glory and is to show you my love. But it's not about what I'm doing. It's about my surrender and my heart and my yes and my sacrifice. And it's just beautiful that the church is so one. And it's, it's, I think it's easy sometimes for people to pick it apart and, you know, say like, well, I want this and I don't want that, or I want that and I don't want this. And it can even be on the good things where people can say like, well, I just want to strive and work really hard and go close to Jesus. It's like, that's wonderful. But there's this whole other component, which says like, I can't do this on my own. I can't, I will never work hard enough and be perfect for God. Like I just have to surrender and say, you know what, Lord, like I give you my brokenness. I give you my woundedness. I give you everything that I'm striving that I can't get to. Like I give you everything and I trust you. Um, and more than anything, I get a hand over control. And I think that that has been huge for me in my own life is to be able to see surrender and striving side by side and the way they work well together. Um, and the way that, that trust and that handing over control is really the only way and the only way um, for our Lord to really work in your life. Mm-hmm. So, of course, you're not just here. at We're here at Macquarie University. Yes. Um, you're not just here uh, in Australia for, for that. You're also going to be other places around Sydney. And you're going anywhere other than yes. Sydney? Yeah, so yep. we're flying to Melbourne. Yep. Okay, I'm going to say it right. Melbourne? Melbourne, yes. Mel- okay, I, yes. I said Australia, no. Australians, the tip is you've got to say it as lazily as possible, <laughs> and that's probably how Australians say it. Melbourne. Yeah. Mel- Melbourne. Yeah. Okay, that's so it. I said like Melbourne, or so I said yeah. it wrong yeah. the first time, and I was like, I'm sorry, I will not make that mistake again. So Melbourne. Yeah, Okay. that's, lazy. that's it. So yes, we will be in Sydney for um, a couple days, and then I think it is on Saturday night we fly to Melbourne, and we're there all day Sunday. And I know we're doing Palm Sunday there, and I'm giving a couple talks. I think I think St. Agatha Parish, I think. Um, and then on Monday we will fly to Hobart um, down in Tasmania. Am I saying that right? Okay, good. Yep. And um, and we're doing a talk down there uh, for high school teachers on how to talk about relationships and chastity. I'm really excited. So um, I'm I'm cannot believe 11 talks it's gonna be like all over the place but um i'm just really blessed to be here and if you would have told me 10 years ago in my life that i would travel to another country and talk about our lord i would have not believed you and so it's really a blessing and an honor to be with everyone and it's just kind of cool too to see that we're all struggling together and it doesn't matter what continent you're on relationships and life is messy and we need to really be there for one another and and really be in this together uh, and really help each other through. So I'm, I'm honored to be here. And if, if everyone could pray for me while we're here and um, just know that I'm praying for them uh, and that I really appreciate their, their hard fight that they're fighting, the good fight that they're fighting. It's worth it. Excellent. Wonderful. Well, thank you very much for your work and for your ministry. And thank you for speaking to me yeah, today. Yeah. Go Cradio Radio. You guys are awesome. So. Thank you very much. Good. God bless. That was Sarah Swafford with Top Tips for Building Emotional Virtue. Sarah Swafford has been brought to Australia by Perusia Media. You can find more from Sarah Swafford at perusiamedia.com. To find out more about Sarah, visit emotionalvirtue.com and chastityproject.com. And for more interviews, talks and shows, visit cradio.org.au.